All right, good evening, everyone. Uh, we're going to get into, we're going to open up with a, a different, well, newer topic today, and the topic is finish the movie, finish the movie. And I think it's going to be good for us. Now, I think, I know it's going to be good for us because God wants us to talk about it, but because a lot of times uh, as we continuously process to different uh, situations and circumstances um, in our life and as, you know, and actually it's so interesting, I, you know, I got a, um, a few uh, impromptu counseling calls and really I was like, well, you know, one person I was talking to, I said, well, the answer to your question was Sunday's message. Then another person called me today, I said, well, the answer to all your questions are today's message. I said, so I really didn't have, we really didn't have to talk. All you do is just come and get the message. Um, but the, what, what happens is sometimes it's hard for us as we're navigating through life. We're believing for stuff. We're expecting things. We know we have a call and purpose. And if we don't know we have a call and a purpose, we're believing for better than we have, better than what we have. And we're wondering, like, uh, when is it going to happen? Uh, when is it going to break through? When, is I, when am I ever going to get to that? And, and I forgot what question came up in the Bible study, one of the Bible study fellowships on Friday. But the response was, Finish the movie. So you know how when you uh and you watching a movie, so you know you know you know when you watching the movie. Besides the people that fall asleep, we won't talk about them right now. We'll talk about them. Besides the people that fall asleep, you know. Uh, but so so I remember in the early years, uh, my best friend, my best buddy over here, she would fall asleep, and then what happens when they wake up? <laughs> I was trying to be nice. All right, so what happens when the person wakes up after they fall asleep? Yeah, Marcus jumped on that one. He's like, what happened? And so, like, so you're watching the movie, but they want to know what? What happened when they fell asleep? So, so, we're, so we're, what are you trying to do? You're trying to keep them from falling asleep so you don't have to explain the movie, right? You want them to see the whole movie, right? All right, so then you have that. But then you also have people, the movie starts... You start watching the movie, it gets intense, somebody's doing something crazy, and then they're talking to you like, why did they do that, and why are they doing that, and why that's happened? we, we got to finish the movie. Like, we, we haven't seen the whole movie yet. And so, so what happens is, in our life is, as things are happening, you, you're like, well, why, why is God, I don't know why this is bothering me, why is God allowing this, or why did this play out that way? Well, you got to finish the movie. Like, but, but, but something in our DNA, we want the whole script finished. We want to know everything today, everything right now. How about if you make a mistake? So if you make a mistake, how many people have made mistakes before? All right, so I'm not alone, all right? I saw the hands out there. I saw y'all hands out there, TV land. All right, so you make a mistake. Well, what happens normally when you make a mistake? You kind of want to, you want it fixed right away, right? Or if you really, let's say if you make a mistake and you hurt somebody. You really want that to be over, right? Like you want them to, like if you had it your way, right? You would want the person to heal right now, get over it quick, and then just pretend like it didn't happen, right? Wouldn't you feel wonderful if that happened? But it doesn't happen that way, right? You got to finish the movie. You got to let it play itself out, right? All right, so, so, so what we're going to have to, what we're going to learn through this process, we're going to, uh, we've talked about some of this before, but we can't be tempted to jump to conclusions. Right? We can't be tempted to jump 
to conclusions, right? Uh, we call that a desperate living. Or when we jump to conclusions. You're ever in a conversation before you finish the conversation, the person's already determined what you said, but you ain't even finished. <laughs> you know, like you, 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 you haven't even started because the, there's a temptation to uh, finish a sentence for you or it's a temptation to assume what's going to happen. Or, or let's say your boss calls you. You know, your boss hasn't talked to you in a while. Your boss called you up, right? And your boss called you, you're like, oh, my God, the boss calls me. Oh, this is it. This is it. I've seen people shaking, nervous. Now, my boss, I got to meet my boss today, and I know, I'm, you know, it's, I'm out of here. Why can't they be calling you for promotion? Right? Why does it have to be worst case scenario? Actually, <laughs> in the early part of my marriage, my wife called my name. I was like, oh, Lord, what did I do now? <laughs> you know, let me grip my teeth. And it wasn't even that serious, you know, so I had to change that mentality to if she calls my name, it's, a, it's, it's an exciting opportunity for us to have an exchange. Not, oh, Lord, what now? You know, I had to shift my thinking because sometimes, you know, we, we, our thinking is what affects the outcome, right? You know, we're looking for trouble, so we normally get what we're looking for, and that's trouble. And so, so, so this jumping to conclusions, we've been, we've been thinking we're going to lose something if we can't see how uh, to get it all now. So, so it's like, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, why do we jump at sales so much? Or have you heard something is available? Like, okay, so you don't check your budget, right? You go, well, I got to get this because it's on sale. You know, the chances of me getting this, and I got to get it right now. I can't go get it tomorrow, right? Well, you're constantly reacting and jumping and jumping and jumping. Um, and, 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 and why do we do this? Uh, sometimes, uh, okay, let me just add this too. So you're growing and you're positioning yourself and you want to, you know, there's things you want. You might be a position you want, might be a relationship. So let's say, uh, <laughs> let's say you want a relationship and, I don't know, somebody shows up and looks like this, <laughs> this person may be the possible one. It looks like, okay, because so you really don't know, right? All right, so, but then you see the person smiling at somebody else, right? <laughs> so, so now you're up in arms. See, that person done took my relationship, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if it really was yours in the first place. But 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 what happens? Why why am I so panicky? Why am I so, have so much urgent? Cuz I I don't think God has anything for me. You know, why why do people uh I, well, I call it jockeying for position, well, but why do they jockey for position or why did they sabotage other people in position or are envious and jealousy? Jealous when other people are prospering and doing stuff because they think, man, they got the house, like it's no more houses left. You know, they got the position, no more positions left. You know, they got the husband, ah, that's it. It's only like two husbands in the world. They done got one of the husbands. I don't know where the other one's at, you know. Somebody might get them before I do, right? And so, so, so we think like this, you know why? Because we're looking through the lenses of our history, not God's. We're looking through the lenses of our history, not God's. Because if you look through the history of God, God's history, you see that God knows the thoughts that he has for you. And these thoughts aren't even to bring you to expected end. And you might be watching this because I told you to watch it. Uh, and you might 
have listened to me, and you might not have, and if you're not watching it right now as I'm speaking, you, you might be watching it later. So, so I'm going to use you, but I won't say your name. So you don't have to be bothered because no one will know who you are because they weren't in our conversation. And so, so I'm talking to uh, this particular person, and as I'm talking to the person, help me, Holy Spirit, not to say gender. That way nobody really won't figure out who it is. So, so as I'm talking to this person, they're like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, I want what's in the Bible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how the signs, wonders, and miracles start happening? I want to see that happening, right? And then they says, well, you know, then they said this. They was like, okay. And then I, sometimes I'm wondering, like, why am I here? Is it wrong for me to believe for the things that God wants us to have? And so I let them talk through, and I said, I said, okay, so you want what's in the Bible. I said, but if you look at what's in the Bible, I said, yes, they got promises, but they went through something, right? Like, I said, so you, okay, you look at Joseph. Joseph ended up being a governor of Egypt and everything. But Joseph was a king's kid, ended up getting played and put in a pit. From the pit, he went to uh, become a slave. He, he didn't trip on God, though, right? So I said, so, so I told the person, I'm going to put you in Joseph's shoes. If you got put in the pit, would you have got mad, upset, offended? Talked about God. Just the pit. So let's say you got through the pit. You get through the pit and you go to slavery, but you're a king's kid. And we're not talking about just, you just, you know, you know you're back in... You know, you know, our American culture of slavery times. No, you're a king's kid, and you get sent to slavery. Would you have tripped? Now, Joseph didn't. Then you rise above to be a top person, even as a slave. And then the wife tries to get you to have intimacy with her. Yeah, kids here, right? And then you say no, but you don't say say no. You say, I can't sin against heaven. You're, you're acknowledging God. And you get put in prison. What you going to do then? Because you, 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 you didn't just do it because I just want to be a good guy. You did it because I'm acknowledging God. So, you, so I told him, I said, too late, did the gender thing. <laughs> I know I was <laughs> not good with that one. All right? So I said, I said, so now in your situation, if you acknowledge God and you're put in prison, what you going to do? Or be like, hey, well, you know, God got this. I know how God roll. I'm going to be fine. W- would you do that? That's what Joseph did. Would any of us do that? Or would we be like, oh, really? You know, I don't understand, God. I put you first. You know, I put you first, and this is how I end up. This is how I end up. And he wasn't in prison for a couple days. He was in prison for quite some time. He, he rose to the top of the prison. Then he interprets dreams of people that's, that's in, on the end with, with the Pharaoh. And they said, hey, man, if I get out, I'll help you. So one guy died, another guy to get out. But your baker, I think the baker got out. And so he forgets about him for another couple years. <laughs> he said, man, I interpret this guy's dream. He gets out, and then he forgets about me. Well, what you going to do then? How you rolling? You going to let the movie play out? Or you going to see? I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with the God and believe in, look, look, man, you know, I don't, I don't got forgot about, I ain't even do nothing. So, so we, we used to say uh, in the corrections, no one's innocent. That was our rule. Because that's how, you know, the kids would always play you. They would tell you a sad story, but 
come to find out, they did commit the crime, right? In this case, he actually was innocent. He was unlawfully locked up and, and, and still did not dog out God. So he, how, did, how did the movie finish? He ends up being a prime minister. So how is your movie supposed to finish? You going to let it finish? Or are you just going to leave the set, you know, as soon as something don't look right? So there's a, a book called This Present Darkness, wonderful novel. It's a wonderful novel. It's, um, some people don't think it's easy to read because it's hard for them to get past the first 60 pages. You know why? The first 60 pages is talking about the characters. It's doing the same thing a movie does. When you watch a movie, what? You're watching a movie and they're talking about this character. They switch to this scene, then they switch to this scene, then they switch over here to this scene, then they move and they switch to this scene. And while they're switching to all these scenes, you're like, what has this got to do with anything, right? <laughs> but, but you got to let the movie play out. And so sometimes people watch those movies, they go, see, see, this is just confusing. This is, but it, it makes sense when you, the movie finishes. You see what I'm saying? It makes sense when you finish the movie. So if you look at this present darkness and you read through the book, when you first start reading through the book, it makes sense when the, when the movie finishes. You just got to let it play out, right? Right? You got to let it all play out. So when I first started reading the book, I said, okay, it's a lot going on here in this book. And so I'm reading through the book and I know there's a lot going on in the book, but I'm like, man, man, like, like, what, what, what is all this information and why is this book so good? But once I got past the 60 pages and the book started picking up, I realized this is how it all plays out. It all plays out. So I have to let it play out. So we have to what? Finish the movie, right? You got to finish the movie. So don't get tempted into are we there yet syndrome. The are we there yet syndrome. So, so what's the are, are we there yet syndrome? It's like, so God has a, uh, you're on the tutors and governors at the point in time of the Father. God has a process for your purpose, but you're tempted to go, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? So as soon as you start saying, are we there yet? The adversary goes, man, I don't even know why you're waiting. It's not going to play out for you. It's not going to play out for you. You might as well take this. And he's always offering bribes along the way. See, see, we have to be able to finish something, complete something. So don't get caught up in the are we there yet syndrome, you know, don't get caught up. I just want to know what's going to happen. You know, you, you watch the, I just want to know what's going to happen. You got to finish the movie. You got to let it play out, right? You got to let it play out. So let's look here at uh, Philippians 1. Philippians 1. Again, we're talking about finish the movie, right? Let it play out. See what the outcome is. And in a lot of situations in our life, a lot, we haven't had faith to let it all play out. So most of the time, we've aborted completing something that was going to work out for our good if we just let it play itself out. All right, so Philippians 1, verse 6 is a common scripture we talk about here at the church. Um, it's part of a... It's, I, I don't know what's going on here. It's a part of a survival kid, I believe. Uh, so it's uh, being confident in this very thing, right? That he that's what? Begun a good work will what? Perform it until the, to the day of Christ Jesus. 
So he's what? Begun a good work. All right? So he started the movie, <laughs> right, of our lives, right? And it says, but we have to be confident that he that's begun a good work will perform into the day of Christ Jesus. So he started out a plan. Now, we already know the thoughts that he thinks towards us, towards us are, are what? Good and not of evil, right, to bring us an expected end. We know he has good thoughts, not evil thoughts, right? So no matter how it looks, no matter how, you know, as you're watching a movie and it looks like, oh, man, I think they're about to die, right? Like, but but you, you got to let it play itself, play itself out. And it looks like, uh, you know, they, they, they hold a, a weapon to the person's head and be like, hey, I'm sorry, you're gone. And you're like, man, well, that seems like they're the star of the movie. Like, they gone? <laughs> you know, and then somebody comes out of nowhere and saves them, right? Because you got to let it play itself out, you know. And sometimes, I know sometimes for me, I got to fast forward. Like, come on, man, how you, let's get to the point. I don't want to wait, right? Like, like, like <laughs> you know, I want to see what's going to happen, right? But we, we can't fast forward our lives. We got to let it play itself out. And we have to be confident. He that's begun a good work will perform it to the day of Christ Jesus, right? Let's go over here to uh, uh, Philippians, uh, the next chapter, Philippians 2. I, I, I always like to, to merge these together because I think they, they line up together. So verse 12, right? Philippians 2, verse 12. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obey. Now, Paul opens up with, you have always obeyed. So, he's a matter-of-factly saying, oh, I know you always obeyed. You're always obedient. I talked to the young man earlier today, and I was like, this is the thing. The thing is about it, we see the outcomes in the Bible, and so we want the outcomes, but are we operating in their obedience? If you want their outcomes, you have to operate in their obedience, Right? And so, so it says, wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. This is talking about somebody that operates in integrity. They're the same whether somebody's watching or not, right? It says, work out, look, look, work out, work out, work out your own salvation. We talked about that in the past few weeks on wholeness, right? With fear and trembling. So, 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 so I'm not just playing around here as I'm trying to finish the movie, right? I'm working that out with fear and trembling. Now, look at verse 13. It says, for it is God which worketh in you, look, both to will and to do his what? There's that word good again, good pleasure. God works in us what? To will and to do his good pleasure, right? You got to let the movie play out, right? He has a good pleasure coming our way. Now, now so finish the movie. All right, let's go here to Romans 8. Some of these scriptures are familiar, but they'll line up perfectly for what we want to talk about today. So Romans 8. And again, don't, we're going to talk about scriptures we've talked about, but read them again. Listen to them again. Uh, meditate on them again, right? You know, as, as we do with Bible study fellowship, right? Even every time we go through it, we open up something that we didn't see before, right? All right, so what we're doing is we're peeling the layers of of, of revelation off of the Scripture. All right, so Romans 8, and we'll lock in here on on verse, 
Well, we're going to focus on verse 28, but since we're in this chapter, let's go up to verse 18 first, and then we'll come back to verse uh, 28. It says, uh, for I reckon the sufferings of this present time. So I've just started the movie of my life. It says, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us when the movie's finished, right? The sufferings of this present time, right? And then let's go to 28. Now, this is a powerful word here, this third word in this verse. It says, and we know, we're intimate with. We're not questioning, we're not guessing, we know, we have a knowing, we know that all things work together for good, what? To them that love God. Now, again, if we focus here on love God, you know, a lot of people say, well, I love God. Well, you won't have to tell us if you love God. The Bible says if you love him, you keep his commandments, right? So the indication of our love is how, it's our action of keeping the commandments, right? It says... It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are, what, called according to his purpose, in harmony with his purpose. So we see it all works out for good. That's how the movie finishes. But you got to finish the movie, right? It all works out for good. Uh, We've talked about this uh, plenty of times at the church. If we really know to understand, we know God loves us, right? And what? His plan is always better than ours. See, see so no matter what, how, how the movie looks at the beginning of our lives, how it looks at in the middle, how it looks at when it looks like, oh, man, I can't believe that happened. We got to finish the movie because, and our confidence is this, right? He's begun a good work in us. He'll continue to the day of Christ Jesus. He'll work in us to will him to do his good pleasure. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, right? So, so that's our confidence. But, 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 <laughs> But the interesting thing is, our other confidence is this. Okay, God loves me, and his plan is always better than mine. So no matter how I thought this movie should play out, or how I thought this beginning part should be, the middle part, God's, God has a plan here, and I'm trusting his plan because I know he loves me, and his plan is always better than mine. All right, so let's look here at 1 John 3. 1 John 3. As always, we have a lot of scripture, right? First John 3, and we're going to focus here, verse 2. First John 3, verse 2. First John 3, verse 2. It says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, right? And it does not yet appear what we shall be. Not what we are right now, what we shall be. It says, but we know, there's that word know again, intimate with. It says, we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall uh, see him as he is, right? Uh, The Amplified says, beloved, we are even here and now God's children. It is not yet disclosed, made clear what we shall be hereafter. But we know that when he comes... And is manifested, we shall, as God's children, resemble and be like him. For we shall see him just as he really is. And then we'll see as we really are, right? 
And so let's go to here, 1 Corinthians 13, right? Does not yet in the beginning of this movie or the middle of this movie or the three quarters of the way through this movie of our life, it does not yet appear what we shall be. And so sometimes we, we attach a finality and the movie ain't over. <laughs> you know, we, we, we add a condemnation to it, right? Um, we're, we are tempted to bail out or to quit and the movie ain't over yet, right? All right, so let's look here at 1 Corinthians 13, right? This talks about, you know, now we're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. You know, now I know in part, but then I know even as I'm known, right? But, but I want to read it out of the Amplified because I think the Amplified really does a great job of expressing this scripture. Um, but we're going to start uh, we're going to read 11 and 12, 1 Corinthians 13, 11 and 12 from the classic Amplified version, okay? You know, I'm moving kind of quick here, but these are a lot of these scriptures we talk about all the time around here, okay? It says, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. All right, so we just parked there for a second. We think about how a child thinks, talks, and reasons. Um, you know, their children, it's hard for them to see outside of themselves. I was talking to somebody earlier today. I said, you know, when you, when you, when you grow, you're, it's in consideration of others. The scripture says, don't look every man on his own thing, but look on the things of others, right? Esteem others better than yourself, right? Philippians 2, 3, and 4, right? So, so now, and I was explaining to somebody, I said, listen, I said, let's say, I, like God has, it's, 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 well, this is what I said. I said, it's a guarantee God has some good stuff for us, but it's not a guarantee we can handle it. There's a guarantee God has cattle on a thousand hills, exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask to think, but it's not a guarantee we can handle it. So, the chan- so a lot of times the delay is we have to finish the movie, and a part of the movie is us learning how to handle what our gifting and our ability is going to produce. That's what the challenge is. The delay is, and we've already shown, anytime there's any glimpse of some things going well for us, we get overconfident, and the first thing we forget about is God. And so what's going to happen when God gives you all of your, the, 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 the relationships, the wealth, and, and the acquisitions you want? If we're doing it at a small level, if we forget about God so easily at a small level, just because we, you know, like, like, you know, we'll take vacation from God. <laughs> in a heartbeat. So, so what are we going to do when we have exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think? All right? It's only going to enhance more. We're going to be more of who we are. If we're selfish, we're going to be even that much more selfish. If we're greedy, we're going to be that much more greedy. Right? If we're evil, we're going to be that much more evil. Right? And so, so, so God takes us through a process, and he wants us to start thinking outside of ourselves, to be sensitive to our audience. I was talking to somebody. I said, well, I said, well, you're talking to me. I said, I said, there's things that I'm processing through you're oblivious to because you're just thinking about yourself. I said, so, so I said, but see, I can't afford to do that. I have to think about others. And my whole life is thinking about others, sometimes to the neglect of myself, which is not healthy. I know my wife don't like that. I said, but my, my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. 
If we can learn to start thinking outside of ourselves, God knows I can give you all that I want you to have. It won't be about you. But if you're just getting it for you, we're in trouble. Like, like we're in trouble. Even the, the person that got the attitude, well, I don't need all that. Yeah, but the people that God's going to send your way does. How about that? Well, no, that's good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Fine. If it was just about you, you are good. But suppose it's about the people God wants you to bless. Now what? Will you receive it now? You see what I'm saying? We got to finish the movie and let it play itself out. So when I was a child, I... I talk like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. Now that I become a man, and that's a mature male or female, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. This is assuming we've done that, right? Most of us, we could be 30, 40, 50, 60, we're still childish, right? It says, uh, it says I'm done with childish ways and put them aside. It says, for now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or enigma. So it says, now I'm looking in this, at this movie of my life, and I really, I'm trying to figure out, how does, how does it play out? How does it all play out? It looks like a riddle or enigma. Ah, why, why, why did this happen? And why did this happen? And when is this going to happen? And what's the outcome, right? We got to finish the movie, right? It says, but then it says, it says, okay, so for now, we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred, not clear reflection of reality as in a riddle or enigma. But then when perfection comes, when maturity comes, we shall see in reality and face to face, even the stuff we're in denial about, right? It says, now I know in part imperfectly. It says, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. The complete movie. And so, so some of our depression, our frustration and irritation is we don't want to finish the movie. We want to be comforted where we are. We don't want to finish God's movie. We want to write our own script. And so we're constantly frustrating ourselves all the time, right? And so let's look here at Hebrews 10. Another familiar scripture. Hebrews 10, verse 36. Y'all should know this one too, right? What is it? For we have need of... Right. For you have need of patience after... You've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So we need, we need to have patience. Why? Because we have to complete what? To receive what? So a lot of times we're skipping what? The will. Well, well first of all, we're skipping patience. We're skipping the will. Right? And we want to get right to what? But you don't get the promise without being to finish the movie, which is completing his will. To get what? A promise, right? So he's, he's giving us the hints the whole time. But we get frustrated because why? We don't want to be patient. We want it right now. Even though we're not ready for it, we can't handle it. We'll just... See, the thing is, I, I learned this ages ago. There's a lot of sad situations, unfortunate situations, because people have touched their dreams. They visited their dream and fell from it. It's one of the hardest things to bounce back from. You can bounce back from it. 
But it's hard because what? I touched it. And the devil was, devil's, Pastor Mel say, be on your shoulder, right? On your shoulder, be like, man, you blew that? Man, why you just didn't wait? He's the one that rushed you, right? <laughs> He'd be like, man, that was dumb. You knew you weren't even ready for that. Why'd you rush and do that? And he'd be like, but you told me. <laughs> why are you listening to me? I'm not God. <laughs> Idiot. You know, why are you rushing to do that? And so you, when, you, when people fall from that, now they're just dealing with, man, I could have been or, or woulda, coulda, shoulda. Not knowing it all works out for the good. They just have to repent, embrace the reality that I blew it. I, I, I'm sorry, God, I wasn't obedient. I should have just completed the movie. And then God just works it out for your good. You have to take the next best step from there. But once again, what did I say? We want to rush out of that mistake, right? We don't want to deal with, hey, ain't you the one that you said, I, I seen you, man. You, was on, I, you wasn't on TV. Hey, hey you just want to got that big contract, right? What happened? Right? You know, you just start avoiding people. Hey, didn't you pastor that one church? I know you, right? I mean, I ran into a guy. Uh, we ran into him. And he, he, he was almost trying to, trying to leave us because he used to pastor. He made a mistake. But we weren't showing up like, aha, yo, you the pastor, ain't you? You the pastor, you blew it, didn't you? We weren't showing up like that. Actually, we really just wanted to love on him. We would have just, hey, we'd, we, we would have let him know, hey, hey, we could still, we could take you out to eat. We could be cool with you. Like, it would be fine. You don't have to... We don't need to exchange with you based on your former status. But I guarantee you, we just had some wonderful conversations of, man, listen, God can resurrect you from there. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, but it's, it's hard. So God doesn't want us to get there because he knows the adversary has leverage when we fall from dreams, when we fall for opportunities that we rushed into. Right? Because he didn't want to let the movie play out. We're trying to, you know, you know how in college you get the, the little books with the cleft notes and you, you, you take your final based on the cleft notes, but you don't, even, you don't even know what the whole story is about. I did that with Macbeth, by the way. You know, I, just, I did my presentation based on the cleft notes. I have no idea what the full movie is about. <laughs> right? And, and so, so let's look here. Let's look here. Galatians. Galatians. Oh, oh, well, I'm sorry. Before we get out of there, the scripture before it says, cast not away your confidence, right? For it has great recompense of reward, right? Your confidence in that good God that wants to work some things out for your good, that has good thoughts about you, wants to do good things for you. So my confidence is, oh, I can finish the movie. People start questioning you, man, your movie don't really look like it's, it's going to be favorable. Oh, don't worry about it. I know God. <laughs> I went in the end. <laughs> it works out. I'm all, I end up being a hero. It's cool. Just a great testimony that, you know, of all I've gone through. And other people be so encouraged, they'll go through it too. Nah, don't worry about it. I know God, right? I'm just going to finish the movie. You sure? You don't want to take another script? No, 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 no. God knows. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. That's how it should go, right? Uh, Galatians, Galatians 6. All right? So we're working all our familiar scriptures here at the church, but just lining them up and God encouraging us and what he's been trying to get us to do the whole time, finish the movie. Right? I so verse 9. It says, and let us not be weary in well-doing. 
For in what due season we shall what? Reap if we faint not. Don't give up. Finish the movie. All right? So, so, so he's been embedded, embedding hints the whole time. You know, remember the, the message we did on breadcrumbs? He was giving breadcrumbs the whole time. You know, so when you, you think about not finishing, not, it's good. You're going to reap. Just don't give up. Finish the movie. There's reaping at the end of this one. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the name of your movie, Reap. <laughs> right? right, that's your movie, Reap. But you got to finish it to see the reaping part at the end, right? And so it's hard to possess and receive all that God has if we jump out of place before the blessings take root. It's hard to receive, it's hard to possess or receive all that God has if we jump out of place before God's blessings take root. Why? This is like you have a plant and the plant is, the plant is, is, is uh, you're rooted and you're, 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 you're in the soil and your roots are trying to dig and find its, its nourishment to grab a hole so it, they could be strong enough to hold you through the winds and the storms. But you snatch yourself up before it takes root. So it's hard to receive all that, all that God has for you. You have, to give, you have to give it time to take. In this life, you have to give things time to take. And because of maybe some of us are putting our hands on stuff, sometimes it takes a little more time. But we created the delay. It wasn't God. You know, because we aborted the mission. You know what I'm saying? So give it time. You know, stop trying to figure it all out. You know, love it all out. Stop trying to figure it all out. Love it all out. See, see if I love God, I keep his commandments. If I love God, I present myself as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto him. Right? Finish the movie. Love it out. Right? Don't try to figure it all out. See, we jump in our head. Okay, so, okay, so this means this. Somebody asks you a question. You, you, didn't try, you, didn't, you can't even hear them because you're trying to figure out what's, what worst case scenario they're trying to lead me into or what truth or what, what, what cracks or what discovery about myself that I need to already come up with my excuse to justify, so now I gotta figure out where they're going so I can get out there ahead of them, so I can figure out what they're trying to say, come up with my counter, that way I don't have to change. Well, why are we doing all that? Why don't we just let, them, let it play out? Hear the fullness of what's said. Receive it, process through it. Make the adjustments and change. Because all your excuses is saying, I'm just going to stay in the same situation dealing with what I've always dealt with. And so, so sometimes we, we're jumping to a negative conclusion, preparing for a worst case scenario, coming up with a counter that's not even needed. Nobody's even going there. And so jumping to conclusions, it's, 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 it's what they call hasty generalizations. Hasty generalizations, Right? And so, so I'm going to give you this. I shared this with you a long time ago when, uh, when I taught on jumping to conclusions. But uh, hasty generalizations is an informal fallacy. It's not even. It's an informal fallacy of faulty generalization. So hasty generalization is an informal fallacy of a faulty generalization. By reaching an inductive generalization based on insufficient evidence. See, all, know that all that saying is? It's all nonsense. It's all, it's all illusions. I'm not repeating it. 
So essentially making a rush conclusion without considering all of the variables. Essentially making a rush conclusion without considering all the variables. Because you haven't allowed all the variables to be put on the table to consider. If you go on to talk to somebody and counsel somebody, you know what's a good thing to do? Listen. They're, they'll counsel themselves. Get all the information first. But sometimes we almost like we deal with people like a parent on a run. We're just rushing to fix them, and we haven't even heard the whole thing through yet, right? Because it's really more about what we know as opposed to discovering what they need, right? Jumping to conclusions, right? So we have another favorite scripture around here, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Anybody know what that is? Right. If any man be in Christ, what? He's a what? Old things are what? Behold, all things are become new. Oh, they're not new right away? Oh, it's a process. Oh, interesting. But you have to be what? In Christ. Oh, we can't skip that, right? So, so all things don't just become new just because. You have to be in Christ. So that's a probably easy thing to skip, right? Being in Christ. You know, you'd be like, well, you know, you say all things are supposed to become new. You know, all things have passed away. Why they haven't? Are we in Christ? We got to start with the first thing, right? <laughs> I, was, I was listening to a message. I stumbled on a message uh, earlier today, and the, the, uh, the, the preacher said this. He said, I notice everybody wants to be resurrected. They jump on a Sunday. You know, Friday and Saturday took place too, right? And even before that, you know, there was a, somebody got nailed on the cross, right? He got nailed, right? He, he had a crown of thorns. He, he, he was like, how did you get to Sunday without, and you skip that? <laughs> how do you forget the crucifixion? Will you want the resurrection? Or are you going to experience the, the, the Bible says we're crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, right? It's not I. But it's Christ that lives in me, right? But, but, but that, means, that means I have to crucify myself. But are we crucifying ourselves? Because if we was crucifying ourselves, we finished the movie. <laughs> right? We let it play out. See, Christ has to let that thing play out. He said, Father, Father, why? see, we forget that part. Father, Father, why are thou forsaken me? We forget that. We just get right to the resurrection. Get right to the end of the movie. And we go, I'm going to be resurrected like Jesus. You might want to go see the other part of the movie. You might want to rewind. <laughs> right? Because there was a cost involved. Right? Right? <laughs> right. So it's interesting. Jesus, one of the seven last words is, it is finished. Right? Basically, the, the movie's done. The heavens, earth, everything's done. I, I completed the script. Jesus basically said, I finished the movie. So it says greater things he'll do, greater things that we should do, right? We got to finish the movie too. See, he completed God's will. The whole time he was talking, you, okay, so, so I know I'm using a movie as a parallel, but imagine every time they was trying to tempt him to do something, he was saying, I'm not here to do my will, but the will of the Father. So, so just for our conversation, he's saying, I'm not here to write my own script. I already got my part to play. <laughs> I'm playing out his part. Whatever he tells me to part. This, this, this role might be good for you. I mean, you could really get some props in this role. That might be nice, but that's not why I'm sitting here. I, I don't write the script. 
I'm playing out exactly the way God told me to do, right? Basically, I'm finishing the movie. And so, 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 so as we talk about this, then maybe the next week or so, I'm not. Weeks are all jumbling together. I know a fast week is coming up here soon. But we uh, keep this in mind. Stop trying to eat it all with, with, with one spoon. You know, you go into a buffet and you're trying to eat the whole meal with just one spoon. Like, just take your time. You ever see sometimes people go to a buffet and they pile up their plate? It's a buffet. You can come back. See, over here going two plates. <laughs> but, but you can come back. You can get a small plate. Guess what? It's okay. You can come back. But it's, it's almost like I got to get it all now just in case somebody eats it all. They replenish the, the bar or whatever, right? You can come back. It's okay. Stop trying to eat it all just in just, just one move, right? All right, so, so, you know, just for a little bit of time here t- towards the end, how this plays out is don't get desperate. Don't get hasty. I know we talked about uh, 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 not getting thirsty and what uh, uh, belongings void, right? But don't get desperate or hasty, right? Finish the movie. Let it play out. Don't, don't jump the gun. It, listen, it is excruciating, you know, a uh, person I was talking to today, and, and they were like, well, you know, so I look at you, know, you and your wife, and, you know, I kind of, I, I, I wanted to roll like that, you know, like, you know, that, that looks pretty easy. So I said, well, let me pull, let me, let's go behind the curtain here. <laughs> I said, because it's not, it's wonderful in Christ. It is. We have a wonderful relationship, wonderful life, everything. I said, but, I said, so you, you're looking at, you know, where we are in the movie. <laughs> I said, but oh, Lord, it's been, a, it's been a process. You know, it's been a process before we got together, the different uh, heartaches and pains and abuse uh, she's gone through, the different things I, I went through, coming together. I, I said, you know, I said, I said, you know, it costs to be the best of friends. You know that. I said, the first couple of years, you got these two strangers, me from North New Jersey, her from Columbus, Ohio. It's like, She's like, what is wrong with this guy? Is he crazy? And I'm like, is she okay? I mean, the first day, first day we had a misunderstanding, she looked like she was ready to fight, right? And so, so, so I walked away. I, I wasn't, a, like, I couldn't even, like, be tempted to get mad that she wanted to fight because I was so shocked that this beautiful young lady is looking at me like, what? We can go now, bro. What? And I, so, 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 so I just turned my head away from her. She didn't see this. I turned my head away from her. I was like, man, did I, did I make the wrong move? Like, like, that is not the person that I met with the starry eyes. Like, who is that lady, right? And so, so, you know, you got these weird dudes. Weird, I'm weird to her. She's weird to me. And so we got through that process, that first two years, but then you had the three years, now that we realize, listen, ain't nobody going nowhere. So now it was the same, so, so now you can't, you ain't trying to escape, you're dealing with each other. Well, then now you got to go through three years of having to deal with each other. You know, why you do it that way? Why well, wouldn't do it that way? Well, well you just overwhelming me. You know, like, you know, you just like, you know, otherwise interpret it, honey, you talk too much. You know, I know that's what she was thinking most of the time. Like, bro, ain't nobody trying to think about all that. Like, like, 
I never had to think about all that. It was just me and my son. You coming up with all these, these little details. Who cares? <laughs> like, who cares? Let's just, you know, just stop, you know? <laughs> right? You know, then Mrs. Spontaneous over here, I'm like, could we, like, slow down a little bit here? Yeah, slow, whoa, whoa. Hey, do you got brakes on that thing? <laughs> Are they working? You understand what I'm saying? So we processed through that. Then, you know, we were at a ministry for 18 years. Let's, let's, let's not get it twisted. Let's not forget about it. I was reflecting on some things today because I had the conversation. 18 years. We wasn't just going to the church. We were faithful for 18 years. So let's bring this in reality here. We had at one point, especially in the, well, not the summertime. We got a break in the summertime. Okay, in the summertime, we had, we probably had four evenings free that we could do something. That was our off time, four evenings free. During the school year, we both had one evening a week off. That's how we were serving. Listen, I did Bible study at Capital University, that's where I met Isaac, on Monday nights. I still worked at church all day. I still did counseling all day, did, every, did all my responsibilities all day. Tuesdays and Thursdays at Ohio State University football team. So I'm with them on Tuesday night. We had service on Wednesday and Friday nights. And we had service on Wednesday afternoon. And we had two services on Sunday. I'm a, I, I, I was an armor bearer. Oh, oh, Saturdays I had basketball practice at 6 a.m. with the fellas. I got up two hours before I went anywhere to spend time with God. After the basketball practice, we, I went to youth ministry because I was working with the youth. When the youth ministry was over, then I had to go set up the baskets for the basketball program because we didn't have a court. We rolled out baskets and put sandbags. Ask Ray. Ray used to help. Ray was young coming up then, right? And so, so I, I worked those kids out to like three. That was Saturday. And we still had to be prayer for Sunday. Listen, I still, should tell you, I still was loving on my wife. I was pursuing professional basketball, so, I, so, so I, was, I worked out religiously still. I got up two hours before I went anywhere, so I still was spending time in the Word. I'm still trying to make sure I helped my son, who was in high school, trying to play basketball. I, spent, I got up early in the morning with him, took him to the school early in the morning. We lived two minutes from the school. I would go there, work him out in the morning, before, you know, because I knew he had a game that day. Where I went, he went. If I went running, he went running with me. If I went out to the track to run stairs, he went running with me. If I play, went to play ball, and, and I took him on a tour around the entire city, we played every playground was out there. Every playground. And I, I, and I put him in situations where, you, you know, she wasn't there, thank God. But I let him get beat up, knocked down. You know, people didn't even know he's my son sometimes. I said, no, 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 we ain't going to be soft. You're going to figure it out. Now, if somebody did something off, I would... You know, I figured out a way to let them know that was a little bit too much. But what, what am I saying? All this, going for 18 years, and things were not always fair. We weren't, we weren't like abundantly compensated. We had to believe God for everything, our home, everything. We, we believed God. It wasn't based on our salary. So We've come this way by way of that, and we're still growing and learning here at the church. So I was telling the person, I said, so you're looking on the outside and saying, oh, just everything wonderful. No, it's, it's, we're believing God. We're finishing the movie. <laughs> you know, no, we just, that's, our confidence is let the movie play out. 
No matter what happens, let the movie play out. You come out here with just $1,625 to start a church, just me and her, and we start a Bible study in our apartment. Let the movie You don't work nowhere. No, you're not at a church for 18 years, worked there for 12. The next level is your pastoring, and you're going to go from being around thousands of people, a huge church, to coming somewhere you've never been in your life with $1,625. We were staying in an apartment. We hadn't stayed in an apartment in 17 years. That's not the plan. That's not you... The plan, at least the plan that, that, that we were exposed to was you would transition to the next level, not pretty much start but, but below where you have never been before. Yeah, let the movie play out. We didn't drive out here. I can't believe this, that, and the other. Right, hey, God told us to come out here. God said, what I have for you, I have for you. Let it play out. Right? Let it play out. Regardless of how that's unfair, who cares? Let it play out. Right? Could it be you will call for such a time as this? Right? You just got to let it play out, right? All right so don't get hasty. Um, Proverbs 21.5, I'll give you this. You can write it down. Um, it says, the thoughts of, of the steadily diligent tend only to plenteous. If you're steady and diligent, Right? It says, but everyone who is impatient and hasty hastens only to what? So the person that's, that's jumpy and hasty and jumping to conclusions just ends up creating more want for their life. The, the diligent and patient, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what everybody else is doing, but look at what they got. Who cares? They're not to compare yourself with, with, with others anyway. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10. Proverbs 29.20. Proverbs 29.20, amplified also. It says, do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a self-confident fool than for him. Jump into conclusions. Just constantly just, just re- reacting and not being patient. All right, so let's look at it. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 8. And it's going to be 1 through 7. Ecclesiastes 8, 1 through 7. Uh, didn't put the version here, but I'm almost positive this is the classic amplifier version. <laughs> almost positive. All right. It says, who is like the wise man? All right. So this is a, a question. Then he, then he, it says, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? How it all plays out? How the movie finishes? It says, a man's wisdom makes his face shine and the hardness of his countenance is changed. I counsel you I counsel you to keep the king's command, and that in regard to the oath of God. It says, by which you swore to him in loyalty. So it's basically saying commit to wherever you are and commit to where you serve. It says, be not, look, look, be not panic-stricken and hasty to get out of his presence. It says, so you're committing to a certain place. You're committing to what God's plan is. It says, don't get hasty to jump out, Right? As, as the scripture said before, just be consistent. Be faithful where you are, right? It says, persist not in an evil thing, for he does whatever he pleases. For the word of a king is authority and power. And who can say to him, what are you doing? Uh, 
Whoever observes the king's command will experience no harm, and a wise man's mind will know both when and what to do. So what he's saying is like, so God sets uh, delegated authorities. He sets authorities in your life. The Bible says, be faithful to another man's God give you your own. And God says, you know, God set the members in the body as it pleases him. So he says, I put you in position. Don't worry about how it looks. Don't worry about if it's favorable. Don't worry about similar to Saul and David if the person loses their mind. Don't worry about them. If you're obedient to what I told you to do, you finish the movie. I got you covered. See, if you think about it, David finished the movie. David, listen, David didn't jump out of place. And the king literally lost his mind. He had an evil spirit in his heart. But David didn't, threw a javelin at him, right? He tried to take his head off, right? David didn't, that's God's anointing. I don't have nothing to do with that. I'm going to finish the movie, right? And even when, when, when he was in a situation where the, the tribes flipped on him. Now, he's the next king. Everybody, everybody knows that. He's the next king. The tribes flipped on him. He only gets one tribe. Fine. If I only get one tribe, I'll just take one tribe. I'm just going to finish the movie. You know what we would have done? We would have called Johnny Cochran or somebody like that. Nah, nah. You know, I can tell you, you know, call Samuel here to trial. He'll tell you, I'm, an, I'm the next king. This fool lost the kingdom because he didn't, wasn't obedient to God. God told him to be obedient. Instead of him being obedient, he decided to sacrifice. He got the sheep. He got the gold. He, and God took the throne from him. It's, it's, it's in scripture, man. No, that's mine. That's my kingdom. That's what we would have done. David, but David knew the kingdom was his. I'm going to finish the movie because I know it works out for good. If, for whatever reason, God is letting this play out this way. So no problem. He's like, no problem. Even when he had a chance to take Saul out, oh, I, we can change this script right now, right? Like some of us would have done, no, no problem. Now, leave him alone. Don't touch him. And he ended up, so he had to go a period of time when he was over Judah for what? I think seven years. He only had one of the, one of the, one of the kingdoms. He didn't have all the, all the kingdoms. Then he eventually got all the kingdoms. He let it all play out. That's why he's a man after God's own heart. No matter how it looked, he let it play out. But, but we think circumstance means something's wrong. Circumstances means trust God and let it play out. Circumstance don't mean bailout. Have we finished anything? That's the thing. Have we fin- completed anything? We got to finish some things, right? Let the movie play out, right? Um, the bottom line is be obedient and finish the movie, right? Be obedient and finish the movie. All right, let me, let me just read this scripture, 1 Corinthians 2. So, we, so, so, so again, we don't want to be desperate and hasty. Um, and, and if you think about as we grow through life, do you know a desperate person will trust an educated liar? All because they can see a degree? But they won't take time to trust an anointed man or woman of truth because they have to look deeper to see the Holy Spirit within them. See, so that's why we don't want to get into that. We don't want to get desperate. We don't want to try to leave the script because the adversary was seeing you a whole lot of counterfeits that have all the accolades and played a part. But you have to be obedient to stay where God tells you to stay and do what God tells you to do. All right? Like, like, we have to do that. As we grow, we have to do that. 
you know, you look at all the, the anointed teachers and speakers and people that are, that are growing at the church. Well, we, gotta, we can't be looking at them like based on accolades. So a whole lot of people ain't got no accolades but are powerful in this ministry, right? So, so, so how does that play out? That plays out because you have to see what, from God's eyes. You know, as, as we keep uh, growing, especially during Fast Week, you see all types of people speaking. Some people may know these people, some people may not. It ain't based on what people know. It's based on what God said they should be doing. Right? You know, just, I just called a couple today uh, from another state. Y'all know who it is that they can come in September. But it's not about what people think. It's about who God wants to, 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 to do his thing. You know what I'm saying? It's something God told us a long time ago. You know, that Ares Christian Center Church is a refuge. Right? It's his refuge. You know, for people to heal, to grow, to prosper, to, to, to use their gifts. Right? So you got to let the movie play out. You know, I don't understand. Why do they have that person doing that? Let it play out. Man, this person is so zealous. Oh, if they don't just shut up, let it play out, man. We got we to gotta let you play out. You might not be doing what they're doing, but there's some funk coming out of you, too. You know, but it's easy to see the other person's funk. And not smell y'all. But God's working us all out for good. You see what I'm saying? Well, I just don't understand. Oh, why is this person? Pastor Keith, Pastor Mount, Mount, for the most part, I think they got some anointing on their life. But when it comes to that person, they got to be blind. Let the movie play out, man. So for you, it may be playing out to, for you to get out of your maybe shy or whatever you want to call it or, man, I just... Just leave me alone. I just, I don't just, just leave me behind the scenes. You might have to play out. The other person may have to be to tone down all that fire. Like, he's jumping out all the time. Like, hey, ho, 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 ho. You know, we may need some reins for them. We may need a whip for you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you use the same belt, just differently. I'm just, yeah, no, I'm playing, right? But y'all knew what I meant, though, right? Yeah, somebody needs uh, some, some, the, Giddy up, and then somebody needs to whoa, whoa, Nelly, <laughs> right? Just let it all play out. Everybody's process is different, right? All right. So, First uh, Corinthians two is where we're going to end for today. First Corinthians two and nine. First Corinthians two nine. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear of heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. Look, that love him. There it goes again, that love him, right? And so what it's saying is this movie plays out great, but it's, high, it's hard for the natural eye to see it. It's hard for the natural ear to process it or comprehend it, right? Right? It says, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard even for the natural heart to, to connect to it, right? It says, well, well, look here, verse 10. It says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Remember, you got to go deeper in the spirit. It says, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, right? So the spirit knows how it all plays out. 
Matter of fact, the Bible says in John chapter 16, verse 13, I believe, it says uh, he'll show you things to come, right? So he'll, he'll like, oh, no, this plays out great. Oh, no, 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 you, you, know, you got you to keep on going to plays out great. So you'll, on your inner man, he'll be revealing to you the motivation to keep moving, even though you can't see the tangible motivation yet. But finish the movie. It all plays out, right? It all plays out, right? And so, so, so the, the reason why it's hard for some people to just go deep and to see is they're too anxious to allow the manifestation to take. Just allow the manifestation, let it take, right? See, they're afraid to let the movie play out. Just let it take, right? It's what we, see, when you don't want to let it play out, that's what we call fear living, right? But letting finish in the movie is what we call faith living. Because it takes faith to finish the movie, to let it play out. And so throughout our life, we're tempted with uh, circumstance. You're tempted with, uh, think about it. Sometimes we waste our money because somebody bought something. Because you're tempted with, they bought something. Well, I want to buy something because I wouldn't mind having that too. Well, what was you thinking before you saw what they had? You weren't even thinking about it, right? You, was, you had a goal. Stay with your goal. Finish the movie. Let it play out. Don't just be making decisions because everybody else is doing it. Right? Just let it all play. Oh, well, you know, you know, they already got their degree. You're not sitting in their, their mind. They could be miserable. <laughs> right? Just play your part. Play your role. Okay? Finish the movie. All right, so we'll end with that for tonight. Um, just thought I'd wet what you whistle a little bit of what we'll talk about maybe at least the next two weeks maybe or one week. Next Wednesday is what? I don't know. I don't even. Oh, uh, okay, so at least we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> All right, then it's fast week. All right, any other, uh, any thoughts from anybody today? Anything stood out for you? Uh, 